all praise to the Most High. This is your boy. Uh, what is my name? This is your boy, King Meech, aka Michael Raphael. And <clears throat> today is a glorious day in the 757. It's beautiful and uh, it's, it's it's May and you got the, the birds chirping and the bees buzzing. It's just a beautiful day, man. I, I just can't stress it enough that, you know, you should get out there and um, smell the air if you're not allergic to pollen. But uh, get out there and let the vitamin D rest upon your face. The sunshine that the Almighty Most High has uh, allowed us to see. So, um, you tuned in because you want to hear me ramble about some of my thoughts, so I'm going to give you some. If you notice my title of my podcast this episode, which I appreciate you guys tuning in, um, it's called This Is America. And if you haven't noticed that America has a problem um, with race relations and, and newly... Uh, I'm going to touch on a subject that I I know a little about, oh, well, very little about, I should say, but I wanted to kind of dialogue on the the podcast as I, you know, kind of get my thoughts together about the subject of sexism. So let's start with racism. All right. So we all know the history of America's bloody past when it comes to um, those who are not white. Um, White people have mistreated, misused, murdered, isolated, I mean, anything you can think of to those who do not look like them. It's not just all black people, it's brown, yellow, I mean, the whole whole color of, you know, the, the rainbow. And what bothers me is that the the it bothers me that it exists. But what bothers me, <clears throat> what bothers me is the ignorance of the fact that some white people feel as if it's uh, as if we should just get over it, or they feel as if you know that was then, this is now. Um, and what social media, one of the good things about social media, in some cases, it, it is a mirror to the society that um, it's what's going on present day. So if you look at some of the things that's been happening, you know, with you know, all the shootings and all of the, you know, uh, misfortunate deaths that's happened to our African-American brothers and sisters, um, I don't think it would have created as much um, uh, as much uh, what's the word? Notoriety or not much um, attention is the best word had it not been for social media. And what it has done is allowed those who are not brown, um, black, or other, to see that we're not just making this up. 
It's not just in our head. And that's, there's a few things that white people say that really grinds my gears. And one of the things that they say that really grinds my gears when it comes to race relations is when we talk about race and they have something to say along the lines of, I don't see color. And to my white brothers and sisters who are listening, that's probably one of the most disrespectful things you can say to anyone of color. Because you're saying that I don't recognize you in your individual race. When you say, I don't see color, I just see humans. Well, we're not just humans. We're humans of a certain race. And to to say that means you're dismissing my entire race. It's very disrespectful. Um, it's, it's, it's very uh, heartbreaking that you don't see my race because you you not seeing my color means that you don't acknowledge me and my heritage. And it may not necessarily to you mean all of that, but to the other person that you're saying it to, it's, it's, it's offensive or it should be offensive. Some people haven't been woken up to the point where if someone says, I'm colorblind, or I, I, I don't see color, I just see, you know, you as a human. You know, that is um, very offensive. Um, and that's, that's one thing that grinds my gears. But I never forget, man, I was working in the school system. Um, this was years ago, man. It was like back 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 in the day almost 10 years ago i would like to say it was a long time ago and i was working in the school system i was a security guard shout out corporate landing middle school um i was doing my thing and there was a resource officer there if you're not familiar with that there's a resource officer in practically every school in virginia beach uh or actually in virginia or just a police officer police officer who just <clears throat> kind of monitors and make sure the school's safe as best as they can. Excuse me. So, um, being security, we work closely with the resource officer, and we were having a conversation about um, criminals, and he was just talking about I think something that happened at the beach, and he was just talking about the encounter. And we are all laughing or whatever. Some of us are laughing. And I'm always leery about police and especially white police officers. I'm always kind of leery about them because mainly cops in general, they they have weird things that they do. And they don't really give you a whole lot of transparency um, on why they do some of the things they do. But that's a whole nother conversation. So I don't know why I have so much phlegm. So, uh, so we're having this conversation and he says to me, I guess somebody had ran from him or, or was, he was on foot, foot pursuit and he's a, not a big guy, but a heftier, not so in shape kind of guy. But I could tell if the adrenaline kicked in, he probably could run for a great distance. This doesn't look like he keeps his cardio up. I guess it's the best way. He wasn't fat. 
or anything or he wasn't like you know meathead but he was just you could tell he doesn't run has a daily regiment of running so he says hey because they call me big mike hey big mike if if i if you have been running i'm not chasing you he said i just put few in your back i just put you down and that scared the bejesus out of me because people don't always run because they're guilty people sometimes run because they're scared and just because I'm I'm running doesn't mean I did something. It, it means, you know, when, when you run, it just means I'm scared. I need to get out of the situation, right or wrong. We're not talking about, you know, right or, we're just saying right or wrong. The reason why some, some people run is because they're scared, okay? <clears throat> and for him to say that to me was really off-putting. And I was really taken aback. You know, I was just like, wow, why would you say that to me? What did I do that would warrant that type of, that type of, that type of observation, that type of statement? And then he said something else. Because he, he was, this was like another conversation. I don't know. I can't remember if it was in the same day or not. It was another conversation. He mentioned something about grappling with a, a, a suspect or whatever. They were on the ground tussling. And he said, I'm not wrestling you, Big Mike. I'll just hit you with my stick. And I'm just like, is that what it is? <laughs> this is like before all of the, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and all this. This is like way before. It's like man, almost 10 years ago. So I'm like, is this what this is, man? Like, I mean, I get it. I, I'm, I, was, I was bigger than him. And I get it. I, I get it. You know? If I was a, a person, like I used to do that with security, instead of, you know, me trying to chase somebody or me doing a whole bunch of work, I'll put you in a hole. Or, yeah, I, I get it. But, you know, at, at this point, it's kind of like, bro, you trying to kill me. And, and the thing about it that I think that um, white people don't acknowledge is the fear of black people. I truly believe that white people are terrified of black people. Louis Farrakhan said this on Donahue, is that he was saying that white people feel if black people got into power, like white people got into power, that we would do to them what they did to us. And he was saying, that's not the black agenda. That's not what we want to do. We don't want to get into power to serve repercussions to white people. That's too time consuming. <laughs> do you understand the, the catastrophe and the bodily harm and psychological, psychological harm that has been done to those of color? Like, that's just that's just too much. I, I will I would rather God punish those who did wrong to um, to African Americans or, or those who are not white. It is it's just fascinating in in some cases the ignorance of white people. It's 
mind-boggling. Some of the things I hear and some of the microaggressions that are are done to us are just it's just mind-blowing. I just can't I, it's, it's really hard to believe. Even in times like now, you know, with Trump and everything, and he really feels emboldened to say things. And it'd be different if he said racist things and no one co-signed it. Everyone was just kind of condemning him and calling him a moron, which a lot of people do. But you do have not even a small number of people. It's a lot of people who co-sign what he says. They co-sign what he says, and that's the scary part. Because you know, when Barack Obama was around, people were saying, "Okay, this is the post-racial, you know, racist era." You know, we have a black president, and which I always felt that, what does that mean? Oh, we have a black president, so we allowed you to get one win out of the forty, what was the forty, forty-three, forty, forty-four? We we let you get one, you know. So, you know, all all is well, you know, you, you niggas go, you know, suck on your watermelon seed and chew on your chicken bone while we go ahead and manage this government. And it's, you, you think, there, or I, I sometimes believe that white people feel like they, they gave us what we always wanted, which I don't think that's what we always want. I don't think our goal as a black community was to have a black president because in all honesty the presidency is just a placeholder the president can't do no more than any other person on capitol hill it's a it's a triune agreement it's three branches of government and if they don't all get on the same accord nothing happens or at least the majority if the you know if, if, if two out of three or uh, um, you know uh, agree, uh, then you know things things can move along. I don't say two out of three because you know that doesn't make any sense. But you know what I'm trying to say. If if you know if if the laws are passed and and the president signs it, that's cool. There are some powers that the president has that he can conduct himself, and there's some things that the the um, the the, the uh, 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 Senate in the House can do that you know may be able to uh, to to pass it and get things done, but the president does not have ultimate power. Like Trump has this thing that he thinks that you know it's, it's ultimate power, and it's not that. And so I, I I believe when Barack Obama was president, it wasn't just a, a matter of him just taking you know taking a W for the black people. You know, if you look at some of his policies, his, some of his, a lot of his policies did not benefit those of the you know African American um, uh, uh, community. It, it just didn't, and I think that's why a lot of black people kind of you know gave Barack the side eye because we thought that you know he would make a lot of he did make a lot of statements to put things in perspective when things were happening which i admire and which i appreciate because sometimes white people when things happen don't understand how to react especially when there's cop shootings and there's things that happen that don't happen to them so 
you know, whenever there's a cop shooting or whenever a cop kills a black person or brown person, white people a lot of times say, why don't, why doesn't the other person just comply? If the, if the person, if the police officer says, hey, put up your hands, why, why don't you just put up your hands? And the thing about it is in a lot of these cases, they do oblige the cop. They do tell, they do respond and do what the cop asked them to do, and they still get killed. So you, you really can't make that argument. And the thing about it, as a as as a black man, I'm 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 a big dude, six three, six four, whatever. I'm pretty hefty in size. It's scary. I get little pieces of anxiety if a cop is following me and I'm doing nothing wrong I have a nice vehicle and I remember one time getting pulled over in Virginia Beach one time and a guy asked me is this your vehicle and I said well sir my name is on the registration and he was like oh yeah I'm like bruh why would I give you registration of someone else's car why would I steal a car and then give you their registration knowing my name is not on there? Like, it just didn't make any sense. But so, it's, you know, as a black man, I, I am fearful of my life when it comes to encountering police officers. And I don't know if white people understand what that feels like. I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of a white man or a white woman being in the elevator surrounded by black people if you have any angst or anxiety that's how we feel when it's around police <laughs> like i've been in elevators as a matter of fact i've been in elevators in my own community in my own apartment complex and people will see me on the elevator and take the stairs they'll be walking to the elevator see me turn around and take the stairs now I have brought this up on my Facebook page and some people don't they, they think I may be overreacting. But I've never done that. I, I just if I see a white person on the elevator and I'm getting on the elevator, I, I acknowledge them. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Level four, please, or level one, please. Or I push the button myself. I, I don't understand. I would never do that. I've also had it where Black people can say this all the time. You 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 get on a, or you're on an elevator, and people are holding their purse or they're tucked away as if I'm going to rob them. And so, it, or you're walking through the parking lot or whatever, and you hear clink clink. You hear the doors lock, and I get it. You know, I get it. You'd rather be safe than sorry. I respect that. But it, it, when you hear that for the majority of your life, it plays on your psyche. It doesn't happen once or twice. This has happened multiple times over 41 years. That things like this that white people do make black people feel like we're not wanted or we're not uh, desired to be around. And the thing about it is um, some white people like to play as if it doesn't exist and <clears throat> that's it's very hurtful 
because there's so many things that we have contributed to this society. There's so many things that black people have invented, created, shared, um, or even just taken advantage of just before the, you know, just for the lack of knowing that benefited America. Our, our hands and our feet and our backs have built this country from the ground up. We fought in all the wars. We participated in every major uh, success or calamity in, in this America. And when Childish Gambino came up with that, that music video, This Is America, it, it ruffled a lot of feathers and it made a lot of people kind of sit back and think, this is America. It's the home of the free, you know, land of the free, home of the brave. But who are the free and who are the brave? Who, 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 who is that statement referring to? Because it's not really referring to African American or those who are not, or not white. Um, I, I, I struggle with this this topic because I do have a lot of white friends. I do have a lot of white people that I, I, I consider to be cool with. I have a lot of white friends, but I do have a lot of white people that I just know, I respect, I, I care about in some regards. And so I don't use the blanket of all white people because not all white people are like that. But I do wonder what it would be like for for white people, all white people, to gain an understanding of what it's like to be non-white. And I think once that happens, um, then I think a greater appreciation will come from uh, from white people. Um, I just feel like the the privilege that comes with being white is almost a, a uh, a cataracts over their eyes is because they can't see anything other than their own personal experiences and you can't really fault them for that because not all of them have control over the experiences that they have but the thing that human what makes humans special is a word called empathy and I don't think and I'm not asking white people to to share in the struggle of black people. That, that's a hard ask. That is a hard ask. Hey, I want you to swallow this pill that we as African Americans, I don't think white people understand. When we deal with white people, we, we have to act a certain way. We have to be, we have to talk a certain way. We have to walk and carry our, and dress a certain way to make you guys as white people feel comfortable with us you know for a long time just till recently we had to do certain things to our hair i remember applying for a job in chesapeake and being i had a full muslim beard i mean it, this is like before rick ross and I, I i just loved having facial hair and when i was able to grow it i didn't want to cut it and i applied for an it job and i knew that there was going to be a bunch of white people. And I also knew that white people are intimidated at this particular, it's like before beards became popular. It's maybe like, um, this is a long time ago. 
Um, it was a very long time ago. And um, I shaved my beard off because I wanted to be perceived in a certain way that's appealing to white people versus being myself. And um, I, I think a lot of black people do that. We, we alter our look, our hair, our, you know, our dress, our speech. I love our African-American heritage and when it comes to the way we talk and the way we express ourselves. And it may not be in a way that may be conducive for work, but it's us. We, it's, it's a certain way that we talk that's special and it, it hurts and it's, it's hurtful that we have to shun that culture, that, that part of our culture away because it makes other people uncomfortable. Not that it's inappropriate, It'd be different if what we said was inappropriate. I understand not, you know, going to work and not be like, hey, what up, my nigga? I understand that's not appropriate. I get that. But to make someone else feel comfortable, that's offensive. If my nappy hair makes you feel uncomfortable, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And the fact that I have to change myself to make you feel comfortable is a problem and i think that white people don't see that aspect because white people don't do that for us there's nothing that white people do to make us feel comfortable nothing i can't think of not one thing not even a a attempt to make non-whites feel comfortable and i say non-whites because white people have the tendency to treat everyone who is not of the same hue as them the same some more harsh than others and so it's 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 really hurt i really wish that you know white people understand the things that we have to go through to make you feel not you to make some white people feel comfortable you know and so it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a sad thing that this country as great as it has the potential to be um that we're still dealing with things that my grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents had to deal with we're still dealing with those things and even though the argument could be made of hey you know we had a black president what does that really mean what does that really mean? And it means, it means nothing. It'd be different if you say, hey, we paid y'all reparation. Now, let's talk about reparations real quick. I'm not going to say what reparation should be. But I was talking to my family the other day. I think it was like last week. That reparations, I don't think it matters what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters if it's money, if it's benefits, if it's uh, uh, anything, I think what reparations, the biggest thing that reparations could it should be is the admittance that something was done wrong to these people. America will has not publicly paid for the wrong. See, to say I'm sorry is is only valid if there's a change. 
Like if I step on your foot and say I'm sorry and step on your foot again, the I'm sorry means nothing. But if I step on your foot and I see that I scuffed your foot, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm sorry. And I offer to wipe the scuff off or I offer to buy your lunch or, hey, man, you know, hey, I'm really sorry. Yo, here, here's some X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? Or if there's something in exchange to show or there's a, or there's an action change, I don't do it again. That I'm sorry has more value. So there have been public statements of America or certain presidents and world leader, uh, national leaders apologizing for America's deeds but the thing about it is there is no a val- there's not an a valid there's not an a, a valid apology unless there's action change until there's something done you, you understand what I'm saying and I feel like the biggest um, reparation is to put on paper I'm sorry, and for my apology, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then that will start a dialogue on what you're apologizing for. What are you apologizing for? And you can't just say, hey, Black P, I'm sorry. Sorry for killing you niggas for you know, so many years. I apologize. Nah, we need to go down the egregious list of things that have happened to us. And um, it, it's a hard pill to swallow. And a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow. And the thing about it is, with this quarantine, I never forget somebody said this. Um, um, during a quarantine, that somebody, instead of wearing a mask, wore like a KKK mask. And I'm like, the, the, what did black people do? This is the question I always want to know. What did black people do for Americans to hate us so much? What did what did we do? What did the slaves do to make y'all hate us? Not all of not all white people, but America. I just say America. What did black people do for America to hate us? We built your country for free. We fought your wars. But we died for free. No one paid us. And if you did pay us, you didn't pay us the, the same that you did others. You're fascinated with black people. Fascinated. Every white woman wants to twerk. Every white woman wants a big ass, and nice full lips, and bronze skin. It, it's, you love our culture. Some of the biggest rappers are white. Some of the biggest dancers are white. You you love everything we do, but you hate us, America. And and it shows. (laughs) It shows. And there is no explanation. I don't have the answers. You know, this is just me ranting about things that I've experienced. You know, uh, I, I'm fortunate to never have been a direct um, recipient of racial remarks. I've been called a nigger before. 
I have. I, I think almost every black person has been called a nigger. I've uh, been cussed at. I've never been spit on. I've never been you know, hate crime. It's never been done to me. But I can't say the same for a lot of my friends and family. You know, I, I can't. There's no one in my family who has not been directly affected by racism. There's no black person on earth. No, I'm not going to say earth. In America, who has not been affected by racism. We all do. All of us. Yes, all of us. And for what? So, you know, white people are saying, it's it, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Yeah, but you're in a system that that rewards you for just being you. That's what white people don't get. There is, the system is built for benefits to automatically come to you just because you're white. And there, the opposite happens for a lot of black people just because they're black. Stereotypes amongst stereotypes and uh, shady thoughts, just for lack of words, shady thoughts amongst shady thoughts that happen just because we're black. Don't let a black guy, a black man, be big, dark, dreaded, with a beard, come into a room and just stand there. White people lose their mind. I've been in, and I don't have dreads, I have a bald head. Walk in a room and you can sometimes feel the tension it's it's amazing and here i am what i have to do even like on job interviews i have to be the bubbly black person i have to be the guy who smiles all the time cracks jokes i have to be someone that i am not i am i am fun i'm bubbly i'm i'm not bubbly per se but uh, you know I, i have a great personality but I had to put on the mask of corporate America. And I think everybody, I think everybody has to do that. But I do believe that black people have to do it to a higher level. Because if we don't, especially, in, and this is what I want to touch on this, especially for black women, if black women, first of all, I think black women are the diamonds of the earth. If you don't get to know a black woman, a true powerful black woman you're missing out on an experience that um, you will only read about and it's not just because black women are black women are not bitches they're not um, power hungry and angry they just don't take no shit (laughs) you understand what I'm saying and it's 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 just amazing to be especially like you know when i when i look at my mom and i look at my sister and my aunts and my family all the females in my family they have dealt with a lot of adversity just being a black woman just being a woman in general but then being a black woman because as women which i've seen this in it which is, it baffles me i don't understand hey, i was in a meeting one time and we're talking about server updates 
and some type of patch wasn't going in correct or whatever. And this particular woman says a resolution that will fix the patching problem. No one says anything. She says, hey, if you take the hemoglobin and put it in the alphabet and stir it around some and then pour some chicken broth on it and sip it with a straw, that will fix your patching issue. Crickets. All right, no one said anything. So this guy was like, you know what? If you take that hemoglobin and stick it in some blah, 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 and and drink it with a straw, straw, that will fix our patching issue. You know what, man? That was right. You know, I was thinking that, you know, if we took the hemoglobin and, and she just looked like, well, I just said that and i i hear this all the time that if a woman makes a a suggestion that it doesn't get any movement or any traction until a man says it and then it gets i don't know why that is i i i think women and we're talking about black women in a minute i think women are way smarter than men way smarter you understand what I'm saying I really do I really do because men we do everything to impress women that's that's just down to to the core of men everything that men do is to impress women that's just fact I mean you drive, you know, the man has the biggest house, the most money, you know, the biggest jet, the biggest boat, the biggest penis, so they can please women, you know, to show it off to women, get more girls. Now, everything we do, we work harder, we play harder, so we can flaunt it to the women, and the women think we're sexy. Women, on the other hand, can care less what men do. They don't care. Most women could care less. Women, the only reason why women need men is for seed. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And what makes, I think, an experience with coexisting um, great is that you have diverse women. It, it's, it's not just white women who are intelligent it's all women but there's something about a black woman there's something unique about a black woman's perspective and the way that she nurtures and cares for a black man and I think you know not getting too deep is that white people are scared because they know how to intimidate a black man they just kill him but they don't know how to tackle a black woman because first of all black women are resilient you there's not too much you can do to take outside of killing them um to to deter a black woman you are not going to deter a black woman just and i think that's what scares white people is that there's nothing you can say to a black woman to to really make them back down. And if they do back down, it's really to save you. (laughs) You know, and I I love this movement that that I used to not be a fan of natural hair, believe it or not. 
I used to not be a fan of it. I used to think it was just like, oh, why would you want to do that? Give me the, give me that straight. But I, as I've gotten older, I love women with natural hair. All different styles of natural hair. I think it's amazing. I even like my brothers with the, with the, with the natural, na, na, uh, with the natural naps. Uh, I think it's, I because it, it represents our culture, right? It's not that. Uh, it's not that I've ever been to Africa and that not like all African people have nap, nappy hair, but there's a certain texture of our hair that has to be appreciated. Our hair is not meant to be natural, you know, to be super straight European straight. That's not how our hair was designed to be. Our hair was designed to protect us from the elements. Our skin tone was to protect us from the elements. The way our lips are full, the way our noses are full, was to 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 be a, to help us to survive in the, in the environment that we were in, and to and to mock and to you know disrespect and to degrade that is a slap in the face. And then this this is the last thing, and, I, and I'm gonna close out. This to to, to disrespect our culture. And then go around and do the same things to your body that we have naturally. I have not. I, there are more thick white women in this last decade than I've seen in my entire life. Back in the day, when I was coming up, white women were built like pencils. They have no shape. They were just built like asparagus. They just, you know, they had a cute face. But you built like a paperclip. And so now, with which I believe is a lot of um, hormones in the in the food, that white people are are gaining shape. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you know, some white people with money are getting surgery to have their lips filled, um, to, to have full lips and to have you know, more structured noses and the tanning to get that bronze look. But it's kind of like, we have this naturally, mama. <laughs> this, this is how we naturally look. And I love, I used to not like my dark skin because you get joked all the time. I used to be called Black Magic and Black Bear and Blackie and all that coming up. And not this from Black people. This is from white folk. You know, I used to hate my skin, but now, bro, you can't tell me nothing. I love being black. I love it because other races want to be us. We are a great race of people. You, you know, the society has tried to take us out and tried to minimize our accomplishments but I come from a heritage of people who are great thinkers, not just thinkers, but great doers, great inventors, great entrepreneurs, great leaders. I come from a family of strong leaders, not like Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson. Nah, I'm talking like, you know, strong leaders within my family, like actual leaders who may not did anything on a major scale, but impacted the community in the neighborhoods that they were in. That's where I come from. 
You understand what I'm saying? Like, I always go back to my great-grandmother, Rosa Wilkins. Back in the day, she built a church out Suffolk. If you know anything about Suffolk, Suffolk is a, a breeding ground for racist white people. Built a whole church out there by hand. Female pastor. And this is back in the Dizzy. You understand what I'm saying? This, these are and, and against all adversity. I can't imagine some of the BS that she had to deal with building a church so she, you know she can worship with you know and, and lead people to worship in her community. You understand what I'm saying? I look at my parents, my mom and my dad, super strong leaders in their community. You know what I'm saying? And these are the things that I come from. And so I'm I'm proud of my heritage, yo. And it's it's nothing that you can do that white people can do or white people can say I refuse from you know from you know as I got older I stopped kind of coddling and um, allowing uh, white comfort to di- di- dictate what I do. Um, so I do what I feel, what I know is right. And if that makes white people feel uncomfortable, then that's your problem. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I come in with full beard, head shaved, you know, and I come in looking good, smelling good, and that makes you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry. I'm not going to shave my beard and grow a, a grow a, a half fro because I ain't got no hair on the top to make me look like I'm a non-threatening black person. Now, if you're threatened by me, those are the insecurities you're going to have to deal with, sir and ma'am. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like all black people should 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 uh, not be discouraged because of white comfort. And, and white people, um, some of you who, who are intimidated by black people, I think the easiest thing for you to do is to have a conversation with someone that you're threatened by. If a person who fits a description of something that scares you, have a conversation. Because the thing about it with me, I may look threatening until you talk to me. I have a lot to say. I know a lot about a little, or a little about a lot. Whatever the saying is, I, I, um, you know, I, I'm very well versed in a lot of different subjects. And if I don't, I know how to shut up and listen. And take advice and take wisdom. And I, every, I don't claim to know everything. And there are some smart white people around. And I was like, oh, you know what? I never, I never knew that. You know, and, and have no problem sharing that. But what I'm not going to do, and I, I encourage all of those who are non-white to, to, um, to go back. You know, and and to, to not appreciate. Um, your heritage and where you can learn your heritage learn where you come from and if you don't know or you you, you don't um, like your lineages stop because especially with black people some of us can't trace our roots back to Africa we, some of us just can't because of how we got here so we have to appreciate what we do know and the experiences that we have experienced so this is your boy Mike King Meach. Um, it was a very good conversation that we just had. I, I feel like 
you know um i got a lot out um but if you have any comments questions or concerns yo you can follow me on all social media um at michael Raphael m-y-k-a-h-l and Raphael like the ninja turtle um, i'm on all social media if you really want to locate me like for real though you can find me on twitter um, I normally am on Twitter more than I'm on any other uh, social media, unless I'm taking pictures that I'm on Instagram. If you want to see some of my Instagram work, you can find me at the same handle, Michael Raphael. Hey, it's been great. I really appreciate everyone who's been chipping in and um, let me know how they feel about these podcasts. I really appreciate it. Um, if you have any topics that you want me to discuss or if you have any um, people you would like for me to collab with or you have a story you would like to tell, Yo, hit me up in my messages on any social media platform or on Anchor, and I'll be glad to get you on the air. Um, again, this is King Meech signing out. Hey, man, be nice to each other. Do something nice to each other and love your mom. Take care. Peace.